Hi, welcome to our podcast, Stamps Aren't Cool. I'm Celeste. This is punk philatelist, blogger, and toilet cleaner of our household, Jared. How are you going, Jared? I'm very well. Thank you, <laughs> Celeste, and my wife and toilet user in our household. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, second episode of our podcast, Stamps Aren't Cool. And uh, I think it's important to point out that you're not a stamp collector. No. And that's very important because do you know whose voices have traditionally been silenced within the world of stamp collecting? People oh. who don't collect stamps. Yeah, totally. I feel like I need to be heard right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the idea behind these podcasts is we're going to have a bit of an informal chat about how stamp collecting works. Does it even still exist? Yes, it does. Didn't all the philatelists die? No, we're still going out there. Celeste is here to tell me when I'm getting too boring and ask the questions, and I'm here to at least try to tell you some of the answers or just just speculate about stuff and then check it up later. Mm -hmm. So what surprised me this week, Celeste, is you actually admitted to some of your non-stamp collecting friends, which are all of them, that you're actually doing a stamp collecting podcast. That's... How did that go down? Well, uh, it went down with a lot of raised eyebrows. The first question I got from my friends was, what? And the second question was, really? And then the question after that was, why? Oh, okay. And did you have answers ready for that? <laughs> I did have some answers because I have been married to you for quite some time now, so I have learnt quite a bit about stamp collecting already. Not that a lot of it has absorbed, but I did have enough to explain to my colleagues and friends that there are some things about stamp collecting that might surprise them. Yeah. Um, and, and there was one in particular that we thought might be worth chatting about today because it happens to align very closely with something that I'm very passionate about, and since we're still all getting to know each other, why don't we talk about that one? Yeah. What was the what was the bit that blew your friends' minds? Uh, I think the bit, and you know, we can always cut this out if this isn't the bit you were thinking of, <laughs> was that when you get a stamp on an envelope, don't cut it off the envelope. That That's right. Blew their minds. Yeah. So if you've got some old envelopes lying around and you're thinking, oh, maybe I should cut these stamps off and give them to a stamp collector, don't. Like in the first instance, don't do that. So do you want to know why? Yeah, I think that that's probably the first question. Okay. You think of stamp collectors as being people who are into these tiny little pieces of paper, which is true. But more broadly speaking, we're into the history of people communicating using the postal system, okay? And you learn a lot more about that if your stamp is still stuck on the envelope. Because if you can still see a stamp on an envelope, you can see who sent it, where it was going, you might be able to see how it got there. You can see what job the stamp was doing, how much postage was being paid. So basically, it tells you the whole story. It tells, it tells you a much bigger story about what was going on in the moment. Yeah. And also, I reckon it looks prettier. Can I try to convince you? So... <laughs> Let me. So what I've done is I've uh, here's here are some things I prepared earlier. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, oh gosh, he's got his tweezers out. Yeah, that's right. Tweezers are what we use to handle our stamps with great care. Now, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, what I'll do is uh, first and foremost, I'm trying to explain what I have here audibly. That's the first priority. It's for the people who are listening to this without seeing pictures. But we will put the, uh, the a clip, probably a, an edited clip of this podcast up on YouTube, and there'll be pictures there. And I'll put a post up on my blog, punkphilatelist.com, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about there. So what I'm presenting Celeste with, well, why don't I say, hey, Celeste, what are you looking at there? 
Oops, I've just I'm managed to drop... I'm looking at Jared dropping the stamps With face down. I've dropped the stamps face okay. down. I've actually pulled two stamps out, but they're identical. That's what's, okay. What's, so, what's on that stamp? I'm looking at what looks like two little monsters and the letters O and Z, or Z, uh, and it's an 80-cent stamp and it's colourful and cartoonish and I wouldn't take a second look at it on an average day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't take a second look at any stamp on an average day. Okay, so we've got a 1988 stamp from Australia here. It's from a series that's very popular. It was called Living Together, and it was a series of stamps by Australian cartoonists depicting different aspects of Australian life. What's the tiny word say at the top there, Celeste? It says... Performing arts. Performing arts. So if you've got that stamp on an envelope, you cut it off the envelope, well done, you've got one stamp. So the envelopes we are talking about are called commercial covers, and that means they are envelopes where they've gone through the mail, they've done a job, they're not they're not decorative, they, they, they exist because they're doing a job. So just normal mail. Normal mail. Now, a lot of people, even if they're not stamp collectors, they end up sometimes with things in their in their collection, somehow in their, in, on their bookshelves called first day covers. So those are decorative covers where they're postmarked on the very first day the stamps came out. Basically, there's a bit of a design on the left-hand side and there's a bunch of the stamps and it's got a, a fancy little postmark. And that's a first day cover. And people do collect them, but that is not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is commercial covers. And these are the things that I probably get a little bit too passionate about, Celeste. <laughs> so let's have a look at how our little 80 cent Australia performing art stamp was used. It was used to send postcards at a certain rate. Where's that one off to, Celeste? The Netherlands. I'm asking Celeste because I do need glasses at close range and I don't wear, I'm don't. i not wearing them at the moment. So that's that's the 80 cent postcard rate, okay? So here's another envelope where the stamp appears on its own and that is just heading somewhere within Australia, I believe. Melbourne. Yeah. So that's paying a certain kind of rate. So what we're looking at here is what the collectors of this stuff call solo covers. So that means it's one stamp on an envelope doing its job. Now the next one is what we call a duo, which is two of these stamps side by side, and they're paying <laughs> It's exciting, isn't it, Celeste? You're getting excited. I'm getting excited now. That's right. This is this is a very uh it's a spectacular looking cover because it's got a lovely postmark on it. And over on the left hand side it says certified mail. So you know that must have been paying a dollar sixty for certified mail. So which... surely that's still worth a dollar sixty. The stamps? The the entire envelope and stamp no, no, no. See, the stamps, oh, well, I should say the stamps, once they're soaked off cover, probably in this era, they're not worth very much at all. They're probably worth less than the 80 cents that someone paid for them to start yeah. with. But once they're on a cover and in the hands of a philatelist, then they're starting to be worth a little bit of money. I mean, each of these is worth a couple of bucks each. But the thing is about the different ways in which the stamp is being used is some of the uses are a little bit more rare than the others. Right. And so it's, it's not just the stamp itself that you need to look at. It's the it's, way it's being used. It's the way it's being used. Now, I realise we're getting a bit deep for our second episode, so I think I need to press the warning <laughs> sound and, uh, and alert the world to the fact that we are going deep nerd. And what I've actually done here is just in my head, I've conjured up a little bit of a, a sting that Celeste knew nothing about. So she's wondering what's going on. <laughs> well, what's happening is I've I killed a stick. hear it. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? What do you reckon? It's great. Yeah. So that's a little a little warning that we are going deep in it. So what I accidentally stumbled on is the idea of usage. So you're not just looking at the stamp. You're actually looking at how the stamp is being used. And I have heaps more examples here, but I don't have to spend 10 minutes getting through them all because you'll all get bored, won't you? Yes. That's right. So I look, already am. 
So... Here is the 80 cent stamp being used on a special card that you would get delivered to you if someone sent you a letter and they didn't put enough postage on it and it said, hey, you owe this much in postage plus a fee. Here's the 80 cent stamp with a few other stamps from the same Living Together series paying the certified mail rate. Here's two of the same stamps with another one from the same series paying priority pays. Here's that stamp plus a whole bunch of other stamps paying quite a lot of money for a security post cover. By the way, I just use the word cover. Uh, by cover... What I mean is envelope. That's what we stamp collectors call envelopes. It's it's whatever is covering the letter. And these days, they're usually envelopes. I think we need a glossary at the end of the year. We probably do. Podcast. Yeah, we need a little, here are all the new words you learned, as if we're studying French. But Celeste, are you ready for the pièce de résistance? Uh, probably. Check this one out. How many of those stamps appear on this document that I'm holding in seven, front of your face? Seven of the same stamp and two different stamps. It's a mail redirection form. Someone asked Australia Post to send their post to their new house after they moved. They had to pay $6.50. They've had to put the stamps on the form to show that they paid. And $5.60 of that fee is in the form of these uh, performing art stamps. Now, I know, as I called before, we, we went deep nerd there. Do am I do I have to build another sting where we where we sort of even, come back to the surface? Oh, oh right. no, not, not even deeper. No, I'm I'm done for now. When we come back to like, the surface. Like I was thinking a submarine thing. So like now I think we, we should let people know to, you know, switch their brains back on once we get back. Yeah, that's right. So look the, the, the point I'm trying to make is if you took all these envelopes that I happen to have here, plus this document from Australia Post, and you soaked all the stamps off, well done, you've got heaps of used stamps. What you've lost is the stories that each one of them have told. You've lost the value where the seven of them in a big block on that Australia Post document is worth way more. They're all worth way more than the one on the postcard. You've lost all the little stories that the usage of these stamps are telling. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, I have to admit that seeing them on the envelope can make them more beautiful because they are, I understand, they're small pieces of art, but... When you start putting them together and they're telling a story, they've got the address on them, they've got postage marks. Look, I've spent a bit of time with you and I'm starting to understand what the interest is. But when push comes to shove, it's just a stamp on an envelope. <laughs> well, isn't this podcast going to just stoke the flames of everyone who's half thinking Look, of being I'm, a stamp collector? I am representing the masses here. I don't seriously think everyone's going to become a stamp collector, but those who think they might, they might have been a little bit inspired by this conversation, and when they become a stamp collector, they're going to have someone in their lives like this person beside me. All I am saying is that I might just need a little bit more convincing that they're worth more than what I'm looking at. They are certainly beautiful, and I understand the collection part of it. Still, I don't understand the worth of some of these covers. Well, maybe you will after I shuffle off this mortal coil and you take my collection <laughs> to a stamp dealer. The two, the two further things I will say about this is sometimes these covers can just be beautiful. Like you just hold a, a cover that by sheer accident someone happened to slap together and it becomes a tiny little work of art. They're great to hold. And the other thing is I love that each of these is actually a, a, a little human story and sometimes there are still letters inside them which are even better. Uh, certainly postcards tell a story because... Uh, they have been sent for the specific reason of, of having someone write home. It's a great way to sort of get insights into what was going on in people's lives. Back up a bit. Yeah. When they've got the letter in them, does that make them worth more? Then they've got a real okay. story. Yeah. I kind of don't want to imply that every cover becomes valuable because there's a letter in it. But given the choice, you definitely want the letter inside it because that will tell you what was really going on. And particularly if you've got mail from the 1800s or from the, the first half of the 20th century, 
letters inside that sort of mail can be fascinating. I know someone who owns a letter that came to Australia partly flown on the Hindenburg, and it's a letter from a, an Australian woman who was touring in New York in the 1930s, and she actually describes seeing the Hindenburg fly over New York on its arrival on its way to New Jersey. And then probably partly by design, she's posted the letter in a, at a time when it gets on the Hindenburg to fly back across the Atlantic to Germany and it comes to Australia. And this letter is just a wonderful artifact to hold. So my message to listeners who might have tuned in because maybe you've inherited a collection or you're looking at a box of envelopes and you're thinking you're going to have to clip all the stamps off is don't. At least, at least get them in front of a stamp collector or a stamp dealer before you think about doing that. Right. I could finish with a story, I think. Yeah. which is from a stamp dealer friend of mine who went to a, a, a fair in Tasmania, I think, and a guy came and plonked a big bag of early Australian stamps on his table. And my friend said, go and wander off. I'll have a look. I'll let you know what they're worth. And so when the guy came, comes back, my dealer friend offered him 1500 Australian dollars, which for overseas listeners is not to be sneezed at. It's a decent amount. And this guy was pretty happy. And my friend said, well, they'd be worth 10 times as much if they were still on the envelopes. And this guy's face just fell oh, and the colour drained from his face. And he said, I was up all night last night cutting them off the envelopes. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you. Ouch. <laughs> so I think we could probably call that episode two. Yep. We've, we've spent a little bit of time down in the depths and I promise that not every episode will do that. <laughs> I have learnt something at least. And I don't know what yet, but I've learnt something. Yeah, you've learnt to not... <laughs> you, you've learnt that if I was to pass away, you're not to open my stamp boxes and go, well, I guess I should clip all these stamps off the envelope. Yeah, then. I've definitely learned that. Yeah. Yeah. That's your retirement home fund, you know. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me. Oh, yeah. You're, you're very welcome. That's it's all about me. That's what my stamp collection is entirely about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So uh, our social media is mostly done through Punk Philatelist, my blog. So the blog is punkphilatelist.com. And I have a Twitter and a Facebook and an Instagram page, each at Punk Philatelist. Go and look us up. We've also got an email address, stampsaren'tcool at gmail.com. And we'll be back soon with episode three. And I can't wait to see what I'm going to teach the list this time. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Can you make it more succinct? Yeah. <laughs>